Hi, this is Lori Short, and I'd like to welcome you to week two of my 10-minute podcast. And this week's spiritual insight is that our perspective changes with time. And there's no one that shows us that more than Joseph in the Old Testament. His story takes up 10 chapters in Genesis. And rarely do we get that long of a look at someone's life. And we can see from his story that the life of faith has a lot of twists and turns to it. And we also can see that at any given moment in Joseph's story, we would not have guessed what was going to happen next. And I hope that that brings you hope today. If you are in a season where you do not see what God is doing, or a season that has been going on for a lot longer than you wanted, you have no idea if you might be being positioned for something that's going to happen that you could never imagine. And that's why I love Joseph's story. It starts in chapter 37 of Genesis, and Joseph is a teenager, and you can see right away that he's a little bit cocky because he's coming out and telling his brothers the dreams he's had, and clearly those dreams are indicating that he is going to live a life of greatness. And so he says, you know, I had this dream that my star was higher than your stars and my sheaf was higher than your sheaves. And you can imagine how excited his brothers were about those dreams. And so they already are a little bit resentful towards him because he's daddy's favorite. So now they are really mad and they plot to kill him first. But then one of the brothers has compassion and they decide instead that they're going to sell him into slavery. And so Joseph gets sold to a man named Potiphar. And ironically, it's while he is a slave that his gifts and leadership begin to shine because he becomes such a great slave to Potiphar that Potiphar puts him in charge of his entire household. And once when Potiphar is away, unfortunately Potiphar's wife who has the hots for Joseph, grabs him and says, come to bed with me. And Joseph actually does the honorable thing. He runs away, but she carries his cloak in her hands. And so she tells her husband that he raped her and Joseph ends up getting sent to jail. So here he is in jail for a crime he did not even commit. And I can only imagine at that point feeling like God has forgotten him. And I know that his story at that moment is so representative of some of the things that I've felt in my own life, and maybe you too. But here he is in jail, and then suddenly he looks around him and finds that there are two people in jail with him that are from Pharaoh's palace, the cupbearer and the baker. And they have some troubling dreams while they're in jail. And Joseph has this gift for interpreting dreams. And so he tells them what's going to happen. And those things actually do happen in their lives. And so he tells the cupbearer, don't forget about me when you get out of jail. And the cupbearer promises he won't and then promptly does forget all about him. And so I'm thinking about Joseph in jail and at first thinking, oh, it's just a matter of time before I'm going to get out. And then after about three months, six months, eventually it's two years that he sits in jail. And I am sure that he thought he was never going to get out. And it was at the right time that 
Pharaoh happens to have a dream and the cupbearer remembers. And so when Joseph is brought out of jail, he's called upon to interpret Pharaoh's dream, which basically was about how a famine was going to happen. And Pharaoh is so impressed with Joseph that he puts him in charge of the entire distribution of food in the kingdom. And so now Joseph is second only to Pharaoh and his childhood dreams have come true. And so at that point in the story, you realize that Joseph went from jail to the palace and you never would have guessed that that was positioning him for what was going to happen next. And I think that we can pause right there in the story and maybe look back on our own stories and how God has done that in our life, using things that we never thought he could use. And in fact, I have a quote in my book that says this, never underestimate what God can do through circumstances you never would have guessed. And I think that is so true in our life. Sometimes you are living a season that you have no idea what the purpose is of it or why it's taking so long. But when you look back, you see that God did something in you or positioned you for something that was coming. And certainly Joseph's story shows us that. So Joseph now is in power and obviously his brothers are involved in this famine. And so they go to Egypt because Egypt is the place you go when you need food during the famine because of Joseph. And they find themselves in front of Joseph and they don't recognize him because he looks Egyptian. And when Joseph sees his brothers, all of the emotion from what he had gone through with them, the fact that they had sold him into slavery and treated him the way that they did, all of those emotions come up for him. And you really get an opportunity to read about that in scripture. And that's what I love about Joseph's story, that living by faith is a lot more complicated than just applying a promise from a verse. And you really see that in the life of Joseph. So he goes through a whole lot of emotions and eventually gets to forgiveness. But when he reveals himself to his brothers, you can only imagine how terrified they are. And he's weeping so loud that all of the Egyptians hear him in the palace. They have no idea what's going on. But you know that that pain that Joseph has carried all these years has not gone away. Even though he's in power, even though he sees the purpose for everything that's happened, he still has pain. And I think what Joseph's story shows us is that pain is not absolved from our story, even if we understand it differently. And part of the reason that pain doesn't go away is Time allows us to interpret that pain differently. We can see some things that that pain did for us that we can't see when the pain is happening. And so I think that's part of the reason that God allows us to still hold that pain. But in Joseph's case, he forgives his brothers. He promises he'll take care of them and tells them to bring his father Jacob over to Egypt. And that's how the Israelites end up in Egypt. And that positions them for what's coming in the future with Moses. But the fact is, the brothers are still unsure when years later Jacob dies and they don't know what Joseph is going to do to them. And so here in the last chapter of Genesis, Genesis 50, one more time they come to him and they bow to him and say, we'll just be your slaves. Please don't kill us because they're so worried about what Joseph is going to do. 
and once again he weeps. So you can see that he still has pain, but he tells them, don't worry, I know that God allowed this to happen for the greater good. What Joseph realizes is that the macro story of his life, the fact that he was used to help so many people made sense of the micro story of his life, which was unfair. It was unfair the way his brothers treated him, but he sees it differently. And so there are two big lessons that we get from Joseph's life that I hope will encourage you this week. And the first is that no matter how our circumstances look, God may be using them to get us somewhere that we could never imagine. And the second is that you can't judge what will happen on the basis of what is happening. So often we look around at our circumstances and we think, oh my goodness, nothing is going to happen. It's going to be like this forever. Or this is bad And we have no idea what God is about to do. And we see that over and over again in Joseph's story. So I hope that that will encourage you this week. If you are facing a dark or confusing chapter in your story, just remember it is just that, a chapter. And we have a God of the long story. And your perspective will change with time because time changes the story. That certainly was true with Joseph, and it's true for you and me too. Thanks for tuning in.